When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. I'll go to observations if and when I want to go to observations. These. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. Are knobs. Playoffs. We'll talk about playoffs. And this. Have a nice fight, Mike. Off. Is observations. I really feel bad that Rick has, and all Jets fans have to deal with this. All right, two things. I don't really think you truly feel all that bad. I do. I feel bad for the person. And. The fact that you tried to give him an out to cho- to switch teams is grotesque. Let's be honest. What? If you know how I operate, that was just... What? It was lip what service was is what it was. Yeah, well, it was lip service, it was, but it was... He was testing me. Yeah. It's nasty. I, I just wanted to see what he would say. RJ, you don't, you don't, RJ, you don't have to be a Sabres fan anymore. So, somebody said... I, I, th- I think it was Ira. Switch to the Bruins, RJ. I think it was Ira... That said, we are not, it's funny you bring that up. Like if we're, we, we being the Jets, if I'm Ira, if we're not going to win a Super Bowl, then what does it matter? And I don't, you, you can't think that way because I actually said to Ray, it would be like me as a Sabres fan. If you don't follow hockey, Sabres are just God awful. Saying, oh, we're not going to win the cup. What does it matter? I would, I would place a high value on just getting to the playoffs. A large value. I don't know if Jets fans view it the same way. Mm, they don't because they have a guy that, that there's an expiration date on. Yeah, but if he kind of changes the way people see you, like he, he but wins. But he leads you to 10-7. and seven. You go to the playoffs. Do you win you a game? You lose to the playoffs. He, he leaves. No, you don't win a game. He leaves. A tightly contested game. Play well. He leaves. Yeah, that would stick. You're right. You're right back to square one. Yeah, but if he, but re, yes, in that scenario, at but least it, for your Sabers, there's something to build off of. But if he comes in and wins you a playoff game and you feel good about something, you pull an upset. I don't know. You beat Baltimore. You beat Cincinnati. You do something cool. I do think there is some value in just changing the framework of how people view you. Like we saw with the Knicks, it takes years to really turn it around. The Knicks are right there in the three seed, but you hear the narrative like most people just don't view them as any kind of real contender as a three seed. And they're right, by the way, and we haven't even mentioned this, they're right there as the two. Yeah, but RJ, RJ, biggest difference though, biggest difference though is, is that you actually have a coach that has a track record of actually having success that you know is a good coach, and Leon Rollers has done a really good job. Like you don't, Robert Sala. And the future is bright, RJ. Yes, yes, I agree. I Even if the Jets have a modicum of success, it's, it's a you know, fleeting success because you don't know what the quarterback's going to be like in two years. Uh, yeah. You're right. You're usually very good. This is not your best argument. I disagree, but you can have that take. You I, think this is your best? Not my best, but there's a high value. I, I'm not comparing them directly, like linearly, linearly right now to the Knicks. All I'm saying is look at the Knicks and how long it took just to begin to turn the cruise ship around. It took a very long time. This could be that moment where you're starting to pivot. And in the NFL, there's no team. There, there's there's no league where you can get better faster than the NFL. All right, here's the question, though. Here's my question for you, though. Does all of a sudden now a year of success as Aaron Rodgers make you think that Joe Douglas is a good GM or that Robert Sala is a good head coach? Douglas, I think, would be closer than Sala. Probably not Sala. Okay. So you're still going to have, I mean, you're still going to have the same owner and you're going to have probably the same GM. And I would imagine if you have any success, you're going to have the same head coach. Well, if you don't believe in the owner, I, I can't help you. <laughs> now he's done. <laughs> he gives it, he paints this picture of how things are going to get better and moving I'm in the right direction, and now it's and now well, it's you, over. Well, you talk about how I'm just negative all the time with the Jets, and I'm trying to I'm trying to take the other side. Well, the fear is that if you do have success and it's not a Super Bowl, now you just go back to once Aaron's gone, you just go back to where you were anyway. You may, you just may. So we began the show talking about something that angered Dave greatly, which was Kevin Durant. So. KD 
This was not before uh, yesterday's game. This is actually going back uh, quite a few days. It's something interesting to say. So I'll set the standard and the, the baseline here. I say greatest basketball player ever. There's really two players you think of, right? Typically today. I know it's more nuanced, but Jordan and LeBron. I think you could say, th- I mean, some some people will throw Kareem into that mix too, I think. Sure. But it's a lot uh, of... I wasn't listening. What were you saying? Uh, we were talking about um, quantum physics, Dave. No, you weren't. It was something about Kareem. No. no Jim Harbaugh's new deal. He got 80. Yeah. 80 million. No, it was not. What was it really? Kevin Durant. Okay. No, you here. can't be trusted for like three minutes, can you? Well, I got a lot of stuff I'm juggling. <laughs> what are you juggling? I, that I, doesn't I'm reading my be... emails and I got a couple of texts and I'm looking at the top of the hour ID. What are the texts about? Share, I can't tell you that. Share with the class. Um, Read one. All right, fine. From no, Sherry. no, no. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. From Sherry. Remember, Ben isn't even staying with us and we, we just spent almost $2,000 for him to go on this trip. Mm. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not my fault. Our boss not just thinks, knows that you make a substantial amount of money. Have I ever complained about my salary? No, I'm just saying. Okay. He, yeah, listen, he threw. I was just an observer. He threw it out there. It's unbelievable. She she defends you. Like, she adores it's amazing. Me. She adores me, and I her. <laughs> so what Kevin Durant, a woman. <laughs> so KD is, is this what you were talking about. Yes. Okay. So he's a little sick of the narrative that Jordan. If you want to throw Kareem in there, LeBron. He believes he should be in those arguments as well. This was to the Arizona Republic. Why shouldn't I be in there? That's the question you should ask. Why not? What haven't I done? And then I guess he paused in this interview and said, it's because I went to the Warriors. So KD... So he he knows the answer. But he believes... See, here's why I don't understand what the argument, though. If you hadn't gone to the Warriors, you wouldn't have titles. And then you definitely wouldn't be in the conversation. We, We assume he wouldn't have titles, correct. But here's the thing with Durant, though, and the tough part is it sounds very narcissistic, and I guess you could just say it is. When you just isolate the player that he is, I listen. I don't know that he makes everyone. You can you can make a case that no one no one's ever made players around them better the way that LeBron has. Where does he go down though? Mm. He's he's up there. You could you could hate him, hate what he. But as far as a guy that can get his shot play outstanding offensive basketball and he's an underrated defender I think I agree with that he's a, he's a pretty good rebounder uh, elite elite shooter he, here's the thing no one can get no one in the history of the game I think how's this can, can get, get, off his, own shot get his shot better than yeah. KD I, I agree with that but here's the problem and we talked about this earlier right is that titles championships are so valued and so important there's a lot of people that feel that he's almost won none Right, that those those two were were given to him because he joined a team that was already so great and a championship caliber team, and within one win of winning a title the year prior to him joining. So there's this mindset. You you look at LeBron, you look at Jordan, you look at you know Curry, you look at some of the greats, you look at Kareem. Right, they've won so many championships. Magic, Larry, and if you count the two, fine. If you don't, I guess fine. But there's a lot of people who don't think championship pedigree wise he lines up with those other players well it's all part of the conversation though too I think it just I mean it greatest has turned into championships now he's I'm sorry he's not LeBron James he's just not no I don't know that anyone's saying he is well he it sounds like he thinks he is I will, let me ask you this top 10 player ever I'd have to spend some time on it but I don't think it's with that reason like, I think you could have that argument. Top 10 player of all time. I mean, we can go quickly. We won't, we won't stay on this too long. Who are you definitely taking? LeBron. MJ, LeBron. Yeah. Kareem. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell. All right, how about this? Magic. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because you're still going to, I mean, you'll have, yeah, you'll have Wilt. You'll have Bird. Shaq, Kobe. You'll have Shaq, Kobe. Steph. You're going to put Duncan above him? Du- definitely Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, we're, I think that's top. So I, I don't think he's top 10, no. But I, he's probably in that next. Okay. There's no, there's no shame in being it's the, almost, in, the, in the 11 to 20 range. No, but you know what? It, it almost, it's funny that we keep going back to these same two teams, Nets and the Jets, but like it, you could do the whole thing with the Aaron Rodgers thing too. Aaron Rodgers has the one championship. Everyone feels like he should have won more, but if you just talk about like just talent, like Aaron Rodgers' talent, like, like watching a quarterback with your own eyes, watching him play, watching his talent, watch how he throws a football, you could right. make the argument that he's one of the greatest of all time. And, and I think that it's a very fair argument. Sure. But... 
in the, on that same vein, can you possibly compare him to um, to Tom Brady? No, no, and he's more talented, I think, than Tom Brady. Yeah, I think so. Um, Dave. Yeah. Before I begin my next story, I would like to cede the floor to you. Oh, is that right, Senator? Yeah, but here, here, herein lies the issue. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I have seven fifty nine fifty. Oh, so I'm gonna have uh, to, well. You have to burn. And there we go. Now I can do it, RJ. Thanks for that. You are listening to DNR, 9870 ESPN, WEPN FM, New York. That's nice. Thank you. So by now, I'm sure you've, you've caught wind of the, whatever the, the issue was before the AFC Championship game between Justin Tucker, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. So if by some chance you didn't, Tucker was stretching near the goal line, one of the end zones. Mahomes and Kelsey come out. That's where they want to warm up. And it ends in Travis Kelsey just toss, tossing just Justin Tucker's helmet basically through the end zone to make space. So we have a, we have a recollection of the incident from all three parties. Who would you like to hear from first? I think we should hear from Tucker first. Yeah, I agree. Here's Justin Tucker. I've been doing the exact same thing for 12 years. Never really had a problem with anybody. That's just kind of the way, the way we've always done it and the way kickers around the league have always done it. He asked me while I was on the ground stretching like if I could move my helmet. So I happily got up and I moved my helmet out of the way. At least I thought it was enough out of the way. And Travis comes over and he just kicks my stuff and he throws my helmet. And I just thought it was all just some gamesmanship, you know, all in good fun. But they seem to be taking it a little bit more seriously. All right. There's Tucker. Who next? Mahomes. 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 All right. So here's from 6:10 a.m. in Kansas City. I've had like seven years of kind of doing that same warm-up routine, and there's only been uh, three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you, you weren't kind of sharing the field in the right way. And I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So he does that little stuff. I think to try to get under our skin. And I asked him to move his stuff, and he and he got up and moved it. I think two inches. I was gonna kind of let it slide, but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me. And then after that, I wasn't gonna let him put it back down. So it's it's something that we we move on. I mean. I a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker probably the best kicker of all time but at the same time you gotta have respect for each team and we all share the field and we, we try to do that in a respectful way that's a very nice version of saying what travis kelsey said with pat mcafee i moved his stuff about as politely as i could i could have thrown his helmet about 50 yards into the stands if i really wanted to you know make a point but um i knew it was just friendly banter at that point and he was just trying to be a about it but yeah i think that mentality of going in there not messing around and making sure we we take the fight to them hmm. That last part. I don't need to be giving the Chiefs any, even one iota of extra But what did he do made. that's so awful? Did you see the video? Uh, what did who Tuck- do? Justin what, Tucker? What did Tucker do that's so awful? Well, so... This is, what, this is his thing, right? Well, no, this is not his thing. Apparently, I mean, Mahomes told you he's been in the league seven years. This happened three times, and it's all three times right, in so, Baltimore. So, but this is his thing. That's my well, point. Yeah, but it's his thing because he's trying to be how Travis Kelsey put it. And it begins, like, he's trying to be a... D word. He's trying. It's like he's playing mind games. Like he's trying to be a jerk about it. How like it usually a, works. Like a swoosh. Yeah. How we, how it's supposed to work. Well, how Pat McAfee, who was a punter in the NFL, explains uh-huh. it is that you know kickers specialists have the ability to use both sides, punt from both ways because of wind and everything else. And usually because you know one side is dedicated for the for the home team, one de- one side is dedicated for the visiting team. That if the kicker is for whatever reason kind of in the area where the quarterback is going to warm up. Kicker will pull like, hey, could you move over, you know, 10 feet or whatever it is. Kicker, no problem. I'm going to go move over. Tucker clearly was in that spot knowing that that's where Mahomes is going to warm up. They asked him to move it. He moved it two inches to be a jerk. So then Kelsey's like, you know what? I've had enough of this. We're going to get rid of this stuff here. And, and to RJ's point, I was listening to that. I listened to that whole uh, Kelsey thing. Like, Chris Jones was like, fellas, we're in black because we're going in there like – they had themselves so worked up for this game. The last thing I would want to do is give them any, any that, more. That I agree with. Any that more ammunition. With. So is, is the easy conclusion to this, he should have just been on the Ravens side and not been over there with the Kansas City side at all? No, he's allowed to be over there just to okay. be yeah. like, uh, just move over. It's, it's just, you got to work together. Kind of he thing. wasn't even kicking. He was, he was stretching. Here's the weird thing. You can't pay it off the way they can. You're going you're gonna to make their two Hall of Famers, and you maybe he'll be a Hall of Famer too, I imagine. Who? Uh, Tucker. All three of those guys yeah. are all famous. But yeah, but here's the problem, though. One's, one's a quarterback, and one is arguably the greatest tight end of all time. They can go out there, and they're going to have a lot more influence and a lot more plays than you, who can only kick if you're given the opportunity. I, I don't see the benefit to trying to work them up. And you, know were, what, 
No, finish. There were guys on the on the Chiefs that, to Rick's point, they were so worked up. I heard like some of the sound after that. They said there was a win they were not more proud of. Not like the happiest you've been with Super Bowls and such. Not more proud of than that game. That's how that's how ready to play that game they were. Yeah, they poked the bear. Is what they did. Well, I guess too. I was listening to some of the stuff they said that they go through all the film that they watched too. Like they. You know, stuff Baltimore would kind of do after the whistle, like just to assert their dominance, like, you know, hey, we're the alphas, that they went there, like every intention, we're going to, what do you do with a bully? You punch them in the face and see how they respond. And that's, I mean, they scored in their first two possessions, and you saw how Baltimore responded. But it was, it was funny, I was listening to them talk about uh, you know, how things work with the warp and everything else. You know that, I don't, I don't know if you guys might know this, do you know that WHL, the Western Hockey League, warm-ups got so bad with like the tough guys from the teams, like they would go down, they would to, to bully the other team, like they go down and steal their sticks off the bench, or steal their pucks, <laughs> or steal their net. Like the team would be warming up, and one of the tough guys would skate down and st- steal their net while they were warming up. What, what and then, he, where would he go? To his own end with the net. He would take their that's net. Ridic- that's ridiculous. They had to warm up separately. That's childish. That's <laughs> so no one, ju- no one goes to take it back. No, because they were because they're who's going to fight this guy? Scared. Like they're, they're, they don't have to fight the guy. Just take the net. Yeah, back. The guy's going to want to fight you. He's going yeah. to say, "Don't touch the net." It's like a bully. <laughs> he would take this thing. They would take their sticks off the bench and warm That's up great. with the other team's sticks. <laughs> Wonderful, <laughs> guys. We got to warm up. We can't. We don't have our stuff. <laughs> all right, warm ups canceled. Back yeah, to the dressing room. Jackson the, stolen all our stuff. The mental warfare, though. Imagine warming up with no net, no sticks. <laughs> Could you imagine if they were like miming? Like, what would you do? You know, do a slap shot. <laughs> Like like air guitar, just pretend you're taking a slap shot. You know what I think you have to do. What at a that save! Po- oh, <laughs> at that point, I think you have to build it in to make it look like that's what you were doing all along. Like we we have this new way to warm up because you can't you can't let everyone know that you got punked like that. Yeah, we don't need the net anyway. Yeah, no, we don't. We, this is our the new a new style of warm ups that we're rolling out. We don't think you need the net anymore. So, one more in the Chiefs, um, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I he, love these stories. So, I love them. So he made a post that. Um, I believe after the AFC Championship game, that, that he was not injured. So he was a scratch for the game. The Chiefs said he was injured. Uh, Andy Reid, what went wrong here, sir? He's been on the injury report. So, I mean, I, that's not made up by any means. But he's been working through some things, and he'll be back out there. That feels like, oh, we put him on the injury report because we knew we were going to scratch him. That's right. And we don't want him to. It, I'll be honest, when it came to the picks, when I saw that Tony was not playing, I go, that's a good sign. Which is strange for... Why would you put him out there to mess things up for no, you? No, he's a disaster. Which is strange because he helped him win the Super Bowl. Uh, he, he did. He had a good punt return and he caught a, a pass when he was wide open and walked into the end he zone. still caught it. Yeah, he, uh, great. It's been a problem for Chiefs receivers at times. Not last game. Oh, yeah, him, one, him, him being one of them. Uh, he, can't, he can't be trusted, dude. Even go back to like one of the great plays against the Bills you'll ever see in the history of the sport where Kelsey yeah. throws it back to Tony. Tony was, comp- was all upset before he caught the, the lateral that he didn't get the ball in the first place. Oh, was he? <laughs> You haven't seen that video? No, yeah. oh, he was angry where they didn't throw it to him originally. He was moping on Even the left. Even after he scored? No, he didn't even think he didn't know he was getting the ball. He was sitting there all upset that they didn't throw the ball to him. Then all of a sudden, Kelsey threw it to him. He's like, "Oh crap!" And he You're scores. <laughs> he scores the touchdown. Can I be honest with you? Always playing the Chiefs with Andy Reid, given an, an extra week, it doesn't scare me. It, it terrifies it you. It petrifies me. Yeah, petrifies me. How can anyone feel good about this? They're they're the Patriots now. How many times did with Tom Brady did we say going into the playoffs? This team, they're just they're not where they usually were. We know the standard is the standard. And then that divisional round comes around because they always had the bye. And suddenly they just look like the Patriots. Did Rex make you feel even more unsettled? Where he was just like, the Niners defense is so So yeah, easy to read. Like, yeah, just so you know, uh, but it kind of matches doesn't it kind of match up with what we've seen? I mean the Packers Packers didn't light up light up the scoreboard like the Lions did, but there was some weather, you know, weather stuff, as I would say, uh, going on in that game and they moved up and down the field. They ran the ball. That that worries me, running the ball the way that, that the last two weeks have uh, have shown. Anywho. That was one of your great NFL picks of all time, though, RJ. I'm taking I'm taking the, the Bengals because Joe Burrow <laughs> said they'll win and there's some weather stuff. <laughs> <laughs> weather stuff can be a problem. You know you know why I struggled this, this year? Because I looked it up. There's a six-game difference between me this year and me last year in terms of wins. With the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Yeah, no, no Joe. You bring Joe. You read, him, you read him like you wrote him like Seabiscuit last season. I love Joe. <laughs> I love Joe. Uh, Jason Kidd had some strong comments uh, on a radio station in Dallas, ninety-seven-one, about Luca not just being already better than Dirk, being much better than Dirk. 
He's better than Dirk. Uh, he's in the in the atmosphere of MJ, the best to ever do it, LeBron, Kobe. And so just to appreciate what this young man's doing at the age of 24 is uh, something that Dallas has never seen. He is better than Dirk. He does things that Dirk could never do. And now it's, you know, the opportunity of getting the right people around him to ultimately win a championship. You just said two times that Luka is better than Dirk. Dirk won a title and in had been to two. Do you feel comfortable saying that on a guy that has not made the even made the finals yet? Yeah, MJ's the same way. MJ didn't make it until his 30s. Uh, this young man is 24 and is, is breaking all the records. His ultimate goal is to win a championship, and he will get there, not just you know win one, but he will win multiple uh, when it's all said and done. Why would you? Why? To clean one thing up, MJ won his first title at 27. Yeah, I was going to say... Michael came in at 80, 80, what, 84, and won it in 91. 90. 90 or 91? I think 91. 91, 92, 93. It was yeah. a 90, 90, 91 season, sorry. Right. Uh, but but why, like, even if you truly believe that, why? What, what is the point of a, of, of a coach coming out and saying something like that? Because he's, he's Luca's coach. I, I get it. But, but you could come out and say Luca is phenomenal. He's awesome. He's right up there with the greats in the game. Better? Why would you, why would you say better than Dirk? Well, I think it speaks to the point that you always make is to is to lift someone up. We tear someone else down, right? I, I mean, that's I a, I like like how can I how can I explain to people in Dallas how good how good Luca actually is? You, you know what? I I look at him as as right up there with Dirk. That, that there's nothing wrong with saying that. Now, some people might have an issue with that, but at least you're like right up there with Dirk. Fine, he's he's better than Dirk. Dirk is the greatest maverick in the history of the organization. And that title is legendary. I mean, they made LeBron tap out that Mavs team. That's, that, that, that's that, a terrible take. That's viewed as, the, I, correct me if I'm wrong, the worst moment of LeBron's career, I would say. Absolutely. He tapped that, out. That, and I, wasn't there a game seven against the Celtics? They just got pummeled and they, they didn't really show up? Or was it game six? Remember yeah, that? Yeah. But up that, in Boston? Uh, but I mean, and I, and I love LeBron. But I, uh, I, li- I like the uh, the host, by the way. So you're saying <laughs> he, I give that, him, he followed it up too. Well, he, so you're he, saying that that he's better than Dirk? Yes, that's he was trying to give a chance J- to save Jay himself. Always, yeah, yeah Jake himself. Jake Kidd's always been a guy like he, even if he even if like he know what he said is wrong, he's going to stand on what he said, and he may not even believe it at this point. But now he's all in. So just to clarify, <laughs> this is what you're saying? Yes. Yep. Uh, and one more, Terry Rozier is now a member of the Miami Heat. Formerly, he was on the Charlotte Hornets. And he noticed the difference in culture right away. It's the total opposite. It's the total opposite. You know, when you're in Charlotte, you're kind of used to losing. It's, it's kind of your DNA. And it sucks to say that because how much of a competitor I am. But over here, it's just, you know, it's the total opposite. Nobody wants, wants to lose. Nobody says fine with it. I think everybody's no secret. Everybody knows the difference between organizations, some organizations in the league, and how well some people take winning, the culture of things. But this is the top. Our DNA, losing. That kind of aggravates me a little bit. Like it's fine to, to praise the you know the DNA, the character, and everything else in in Miami, but like it didn't. Well, because you know what kind of ultimate competitor I am. Well, weren't you on Charlotte? Yeah. So why? So you couldn't you couldn't change the or help change the culture there where losing was unacceptable. He's also been in Miami for like a half hour. It's unbelievable though. Like what some like that there are certain guys just have that ability where they. They they go to a team and they can they can change the culture of it. Well, that team's got the built in culture. No, I know Miami. it's got the built in culture, but there's teams that like there's guys that can go to certain teams like Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, good example. Like he goes to Tampa and immediately, like it just the 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 culture, the accountability that all it all changed for them. Right. I mean, that's it. Sure. Now now it's because of Pat Riley and Spo and. They bring in the right players. That's why the you know the heat culture exists, and they do a good job of keeping you know older guys around. Like the fact they kept Haslam around as long as they did to kind of let guys know this is how we do things, right? And kind of be the the set the tone guy of an organization. Sure. Well, it's so much more powerful when the guy's got the jersey on. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to be the coach saying it, but when you got a, a teammate that says it, that's been there for twenty years. Right. These, these bad teams in the NBA, they are so bad. Like you look at Detroit and Charlotte and just oh it's it's so awful to watch. Detroit gave Monty Williams a boatload of money a too. A lot of money. Taking an Uber to and from your own bank robbery. Did it happen? Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. In Florida. The Florida Panthers, I was coaching. Yeah. 
You want to know how much money Monty Williams got over six years? $75 million. 78 Who had 80 by the way? Did Raymond have the 80 for Harbaugh? I think we established yeah, that I had the 80. I looked yeah. it up. It was Ray. Right in the middle of the meeting you established it yesterday. Yes, he did. Well, he, yeah, he began the, the discussion in the meeting. It, it, it was shocking. It was unbelievable. It was memorable, though. It was, yeah, but it, it was I memorable. Felt, I, felt so, I felt sorry for John. He's in the middle of, of maybe the most important topic we've ever had in the meeting. And you're just like, uh, uh, Harbaugh, 16 uh, per, who had 80 million? In hindsight, now that I've had a chance to yeah. kind of think about it, you guys are probably right. It was, it was shocking. It was something. And then Ray bought right into it. I had 80. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you weren't far behind. Okay, yeah, no, I is, really this wasn't. Is, this is why I say I'm kind of partially to blame. Well, I fed you, into you, it. you and I are like accessories to the murder, but he 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 used the knife. That's nice. No, yeah. that was a great. That was a, it was a great. <laughs> Your Honor, I was only an accessory. That's right. That's great. We drove him to the home. He stabbed the person in the heart. <laughs> Dave would be one of the ones that that. Dime somebody out without without intending. Yeah, you could, you could, you couldn't even play good cop he, bad cop with this guy. Well, all, all you do is put the blame on Dave, and just it's like a, it's like a reflex. He'll he'll cough up the truth. No, no, it wasn't me. It was Rick. Oh no, well, it was Rick. <laughs> no, I was there. I was in the back seat. Rick. Oh, oops. He sang like a canary. He did. You guys so, wonder where the knife is? I can tell you that too. Anything, anything else? He 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 put it in a trash can. Here's <laughs> Twelve Maple Street. Here's the address. Yeah. What's on Smith Street? It was Maple. Yeah, what are you what are you doing? Oh no. You're on the wrong block. <laughs> so this came from Paul. So Who's Paul. Uh, a man in a place. He was he was fed up with all the reckless driving going on on the roads around him. Oh, this is gonna be good. So he decided he was gonna take action into his own hands for the betterment of society. Please so, tell me he started arresting people. So he's out there on the roads, minding his own business, and sees a motorist driving very dangerously. What does he do? He arrests him. He's going to write this wrong. He is disguised as an undercover police officer. And he pulls out his flashers, and he gets his badge, and he gets the person to pull over. Upon doing so, has the, you know, the typical conversation. And as a result, says, you know what? This just cannot continue. I'm going to have to put you in cuffs. Oh, no. Puts the person in handcuffs. So here's the problem, though. This person, as Dave, I hope you haven't seen the story, alluded no. to, is not a police officer. Well, yeah, I gathered that. So this man now has a predicament. He has impersonated a police officer to the point where he's arrested someone. What do you do? Where are you going to take him? Who does he call? 911. <laughs> <laughs> they said, sir, please state your emergency. And he says, well, I have arrested somebody. They said, "Oh, well, what's your badge number?" Yada yada. I said, "Here's the thing, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cop. I'm not a police officer." Cops do show up, and this may surprise you. They actually arrest the man impersonating a police officer, and the person who was arrested was let go because there's no evidence to prove what they did wrong. Wow. Yeah, we're keeping it real. It goes wrong. I ask you, did this happen in Florida? Ooh. Boy, oh boy. You're perplexed, aren't you? This is yeah, a tough I am. One. This uh, is I'll, a... I'll tell you that I'm leaning yes. You're leaning Florida? I'm leaning yes, but not not that confident. Wow. Oh, Group goodness. collaboration. This rarely I, I happens. Mean, guys, I got, I got to be honest. This is a flummoxing one for me. I'm really uncertain. It's got all the intrigue. So he dresses up as a cop. Fake cop. Where do I take him? It's called the real cops. They'll know what to do. <laughs> call 911. Hello? <laughs> so I have a situation here. What's your badge number? No, no, no. I'm not a cop. <laughs> I'd like to be. All right. I'm going to oh. say not Florida. Oh, my goodness. Right. Rick? Oh, no. Um... I'm going to say not Florida. And Raymond. He said Florida. I think, oh, right? I'm, yeah. I've got to be that guy. I'll go the opposite way. I feel worse about it now because these two usually are on point. So. This, this rarely happens. I'll, rarely. Uh, I'll, say not, I'll say Florida. I'll say Florida. This rarely happens. Well, Dave and Rick, for two of you, 
you are wrong. Oh! Happened in lovely Miami, Florida. Miami! Of course it happened in Miami. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Good job, Raymond. Wow. I didn't have any any feel for that story at all. No, neither did I. None. Wow. Well played, RJ. And I'll tell you what, I would have never thought major metropolitan city. I'd have thought this is like a, a back roads, you know, like 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 Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. Okachaki, is that a real place? <laughs> oh, yeah, save that one. <laughs> That's that what I thought. Okachaki, yeah, sounds be- it sounds beautiful. It is in, in the summer. You go down, it gets warm. But yeah, what is it like? Okachobi, Okichobi, Okichobi, Okachaki, whatever. Okachaki. Oh, you know, you're missing the point. Where the beer flows like wine. <laughs> where do you want to go on vacation, sweetheart? Lake Okachaki. <laughs> but that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be something like like gators are wandering the streets of, of this place. A beautiful Not Miami. A beautiful four seasons down in Lake Okachaki. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure John would tell me just go spend my, my all my money. <laughs> how, about, how about when John yesterday during the meeting said something? What did he say? Oh, what did he, he oh, between Thanksgiving and Disney? <laughs> oh, oh, said yeah, that? that was great. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yeah, uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll do this event between Thanksgiving and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you where his mind is at. Yes. Oh my good! Like he takes like that's because he takes how many vacations to Disney a year? Every like vacation is Disney. Ugh. Could you imagine that going to the same place on every vacation? No. Yeah. Why go to Disney? We can just go to back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. <laughs> the back roads. The, the beautiful back, back roads. roads of like Okachaki. <laughs> Okachaki. All right, but it's Okachobee. It's not like that's, I was that far off. That is Changaling level. You know what? I'm, yes. wi- I'm willing to take a risk, and you guys are not. That, I think th- they, that it shows it right there. I think they filmed Changaling in the <laughs> Changaling or something. Like, what What was the movie where they made um, Ned Beatty squeal like a pig in the back roads? Deliverance. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured this was a Deliverance Lake Okachaki. Back <laughs> roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. <laughs> that is not Changeling. Yes, it is. No way. Yeah, it's delivered with the same energy. Yes. She was yeah. in a movie where she like had a child abducted, <laughs> Changeling or something. Back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in okay. Florida. Chucky. Same energy. Same thing. See, Dave is used to if you just say it with confidence, like say it with your chest, and nobody will call you on it. Like you throw out Okachaki. Back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. John said we'll go between Thanksgiving and Disney. And I'm getting beat up for Okachaki? <laughs> you know, the back roads. By the way, you know what? Let's call it out here. Did you notice during the meeting that as we're sitting here talking, you look over to Rick, he sleeps during these meetings? <laughs> Have you know, has anybody noticed that? Yeah, but I think it's been... It's, he interrupted... The eyes closed, just head his, back, just, mouth open, sleeping. Just resting his eyes. He interrupted... Oh, my God. He interrupted what you called one of the most important subjects we've ever covered in a meeting. With Jim Harbaugh's annual salary, I don't think he has a great deal of respect for what's going on in the meeting. Clearly not. And, and it also goes to show this guy has never been in a meeting with any level of import or respect whatsoever. Did you think that John's suit pants, the way he was sitting, showed any respect for my eyes? I would, I would think if I didn't know any better, he may have been sending a message. <laughs> John? John with those pants? Pointed uh- yeah, at Rick. It was directly pointed at And then me. right after the music, did you see that thing? <laughs> like, How no, could I you not? I wasn't in the in like the path of it. Just a reminder that all of our bosses are on this meeting. I don't think that they have a meeting on their calendar any anything close to, to this all week. No, there's no way. They must either <laughs> dread this meeting or, they love it. or look forward to it like like it's Christmas morning. <laughs> don't RJ, you think? You said during the meeting that you love these meetings. I, I You know what? These used to be just like a thing on your calendar. All right, all right, you know, I'll get some information. We'll talk about the show. I I look forward to them now. You you love these meetings. I love the Wednesday meeting. Have you ever been in a meeting where anything is is open and anything is just available to say more than these meetings? Ever in the history of a meeting? John probably looks forward to those meetings. Probably has more fun in them than than in the other. I wonder how he feels. I I openly laugh in these meetings. Not like the corporate laugh. Like, oh, that was a good... I laughed. No, RJ, it's like he's watching the naked gun. Like, he is (laughs) full-on hysterical laughter during the meetings. Listen, the meetings are never boring. That's for sure. It's a good meeting. It's a good meeting. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Back Uh roads, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. (laughs) Sleeping during the meeting. Eyes closed, mouth agape, sleeping. I was resting my eyes. And it's accepted. 
Well, RJ, everyone's... can you imagine if you're a, 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 like a, a like a a real like a nine to five job, and you're in the meeting with with your boss with like other people, and they look over and you're sleeping? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Since it, since we're, I think we're in the den of honesty. Who do you blame more, Rick for acting that way, or John for allowing it to happen? Rick, because he knows better. He, he could he can feign ignorance all he wants. He knows better than that. You can't sleep during a meeting like that. I, I love the meeting. I would never dare close has, my eyes during that. He might miss something. He has zero respect for anybody <laughs> in this meeting. None. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. A hundred percent true. That's a long meeting. I'm very tired. <laughs> it's a thirty minute meeting. I, that's a long meeting. Back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. <laughs> you know what? We don't know. Rick could end up in Okachaki for, for in the near future. Uh, leave, me, leave me alone, please. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. Dueling banjos. <laughs> you guys don't care. The back roads. I figure like gators are every corner in Okachaki. <laughs> If it existed, yeah. Sounds beautiful. Have you ever seen the movie Deliverance? You never have, have you? I have, yeah. Have you? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't filmed in Lake Okeechobee. Yeah, but that's what I envision it was. Do you yeah, remember I, the, the, the one kid that was playing the banjo? Ooh, what a weird-looking guy that was. Oh, uh, yeah. Raymond, you remember that kid? It's like the standout portion of the movie. The the, <laughs> yeah. the kid makes you uncomfortable. Very, very awkward-looking child. The whole movie makes you uncomfortable, if we're being honest. Well, yeah, the whole premise is very concerning. Good movie, though. Of course you'd like that movie. What does that mean? I, you love, I, I you like Science like... of the Lambs. That's disturbing also. It's a man that eats movie. other people's faces off. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. All right, I, so. But you, uh, you, like, you trend towards like... I'll pose like a pig with an apple in my <laughs> mouth with one of them if you want. You're, you're attracted to movies like that. I like good movies. It's like, Sorry. hey, got a good suggestion. That there's this doc on a serial killer that you should watch. Why, why do they keep making them then? I have to sustain life. If you're dead, I'm going to eat you.
Uh, I mean, the movie like where they, they they crashed in the Andy Mountains, that soccer team or rugby Alive? team, and then they Alive. Yeah, and then they, yes. they ate their teammates and passed away. I didn't write the movie. I didn't do it. <laughs> but I watched that, it. It was a good that movie. Happened, Dave. It's a thing that happened. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It was a good movie. Wasn't my thought. It was their thought. Nando, Nando's like, oh. <laughs> I don't think that's what Nando said. Flash your ribs. <laughs> I don't think that's how we reacted. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the captain. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Shane <laughs> said yesterday or two days ago. Smooth. Thank you. Uh, that he had a good conversation with uh, Saquon or Saquon after the end of the regular season. And he plans to meet with uh, the running backs representatives again at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Here's the choices. Franchise again. Cost of a little over $12 million, Agree on a multi-year deal or hit the open market. Watch this. Ready? CMT. Right here, off the cuff. Wow. What happens? This is nice. Ooh. Franchise tag, a little over 12 Sign him to a new deal. Open market. C-M-T. Go. You want me to go first on this yeah. one? No. I don't. Raymond okay. You go first. So give me the options again. I give them to you twice. I give them to you a third time. Give them to me one more time. Giants can use another franchise tag on Saquon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, cost of a little more than 12, I believe. Sign him to a new deal. Open market. This is what I think is going to happen or what I would do? What you think is going to happen. I think they franchise him again. I'll marry that. RJ, write this down, would you? I think it's another franchise situation. Uh, I don't think they let him go, so, and uh, I, I think it's more likely that they sign a long extension than let him go. So, Aww. so I'm confused. What did what did you just do? Marry the the tag. Okay. Uh, cuddle the long term. Gotcha. And trash and, and, and trash. Move on. Yep. All right, RJ, you're up. I'm the exact same. Exact same. So you think there's no situation where they just let him walk? They trash it. They I, I that think to be true. I well, I think if there was a situation where there with that were on the table, then you would have really entertained dealing them at the deadline this past year. Because if if you let him walk, you, then you anticipate getting the comp back, back right? Which will be what late third round pick for him. Well, well, that's if he gets a big deal. It depends on the deal. Yeah, okay. if if he gets like um like what running backs generally go, and again, he's not your common running back. He's he's still very good. So. If, but if he gets like what running backs go on for, like maybe maybe it's a four or a five, right? But think think about the running backs available now, right? Derrick Henry's available, Josh Jacobs available, Tony Pollard should be available, Austin Eckler available, DeAndre Swift available, and that's it. Like like Joe Mixon could be available for for all we know. Aaron Jones could be available. Like. I, I don't know. I mean, w- w- do you do you pay Saquon that kind of money? I know you love him. I know he wants to be here. I get it. But I don't think this is such an easy decision for the Giants. Uh, uh, the way you're laying it out, I think it is an easy decision based on what they've done. I think he's getting tagged again. Rick? How much do you value his leadership and be in the face of your franchise? The well, face of your franchise? Well, that's what you have to answer. Well, because that's, I mean, that's, the what, Giants. that's what separates him from the other guys that you just mentioned. And he's been in the building. You know what kind of guy he is. You know how the the team responds to him. Um, I would say, because Arjun makes a really good point. We talked about this last year. I mean, if there was no, if if the thought was we're going to move off of off of Saquon, why wouldn't you trade him for for something at the deadline? Right. I mean, that would make that that would made the most sense. Um, I will say, I'll marry franchise. I'm going to cuddle. I'm going to cut a longer-term deal, and I'll trash the uh, – they let him walk. All right. So I, I agree with the three of you. And so, so we're all in complete agreement. I, th- I wonder what he wants financially, like money-wise. What about it? I said I wonder what he wants financially, like money-wise, what he wants, what he's looking for. He's already said that he wants to be a, like, he wants to be a job. Yeah, I think, I think he wants like – like, see, the thing is, like, two years locked in, third year, that Fugazi year, I think, is what he probably wants. Two years, $25 million, but it's a three-year, $40 million deal. But the third year, you can get out from under. 
I think is what he definitely would be thrilled with. I mean, I think he recognizes too, like if he probably looks back, getting caught up, you know, with running backs having the Zoom meetings and everything else, like he, you know, trying to fight for the position. Right, for running back equality. Right, and at the end of the day, that didn't work, and it's it's not going to work. It's never going to work. Not not in, in this era of football, it's just it's not possible that it would work because running backs, and you see from the, the list I just went through with you, are completely expendable in the minds of, of the owners and the GMs. So get what makes you happy, and if, if, being, a, if a, being a giant makes you happy, I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to come off the number, whatever number it was you were asking for, but is 13 there, and a half, 14 and a half million bucks. Is there any chance that you tag him again and he's not the good soldier moving forward, and there's some resentment towards the Giants. Yeah, I could see that. He doesn't want to be tagged again. He's, I mean, you've already he just wasted this year without getting a deal done. Now he's going to waste another year without getting a deal done. He has the benefit of being the second overall pick. So I mean, financially, he's he's made good money, but but not quarterback money. Well, not, of course not. He's no. never going to make quarterback money. Uh, I, I know, but I, I guess he feels like he he wanted be a second big deal. McCaffrey gets well, he wanted a second big deal. That's what everyone wants. You want a second big deal. Well, you play the wrong position to get that, though. I understand that. That make it that doesn't make you feel any better about it. I get it. I get both sides of this thing. I do. Yeah, good business is when you draft a running back in the first round. We've I've said it a thousand times. You, five years, then you franchise them twice. That's seven years, and now you're probably done. You don't want to wind up with Ezekiel Elliott kind of a situation. You want to be in control of the narrative. And you know what? This is what I give Joe Shane credit for. He's never told you anything but the truth. Like, they basically told you the whole way through that, unfortunately, this is where we are. It's a business, and this is what we have to do. And he's explained that to him. He said, you're not going to like it. I mean, this is going to get exposed to the business side of this, and you're not going to like it. Right. But I I respect the fact that they've done that. They've been kind of transparent the whole way through, and I understand why he thinks that's unfair and that he should get a a, a long-term deal. Yeah, well, every I mean, listen, every player wants to to believe that you know, they they do everything that the team asks. They have the production to back it up that they're going to get taken care of. Just, again, unfortunately for him, he plays a, a position that doesn't have that kind of value anymore to teams. That's 100%. Do you wanna, I mean, the other thing, too, is do you want to, I mean, that with the franchise tag, you're dropping the 12 and a half right on your cap. Correct. And what are you going to do with Xavier McKinney, who's, who's a free agent as well? Exactly. I mean, how do you want to use that franchise tag? Right. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's added a fifth show to his run at the Garden this September. I say the Garden. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't need to say Madison Square. Uh, yeah, come on. This isn't Lake Okachaki. I mean, this is, this right. is Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. All right, so the Garden this this September. I'll tell you exactly what September it's going to be this September. ESPN New York is your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contest and submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, 11 o'clock in the morning at Ticketmaster.com. Quick break, come back, a lot of calls. We have a lot of topics on the table. We get to them next on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, and there's my beautiful music. Thank you, Raymond. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you like me, Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. The Niners are short favorites over the Chiefs. Whichever side you like, make sure you bet it. You can also get it on over-unders, prop bets, and everything in between. FanDuel has so many ways to end up the season with a dub or two or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Rick to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Rick. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older and physically present in New York. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. One more football game and that's it. Where are you leaning right now? Well, I'm pro Niners. (sighs) That's so that's so fake. Because I've I'm, I've been on the Niners bandwagon for like thirteen or fourteen weeks. RJ, you don't really want him on this bandwagon. I don't think it's good mojo for you. It sounds like he's already waffling. I'm not waffling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not waffling. It just doesn't sound genuine. It, it's I've never been more genuine. He said, "Which way are you leaning?" I said, "I'm I'm I'm pro Niners." Yeah, well, you're pro Niners, but that doesn't. That doesn't well, answer. listen, I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. I can go with the games and not expect to win them. I'm not an idiot. Um, so you think, okay, so I'll, I'll grant you this immunity. You, let's just say you're pro Niners. Who do you think wins the game, though? Right now, I, I'm leaning to win Kansas City, <sighs> which would break my heart because I'm pro Niners. But you're really not pro Niners because you gassed the Niners immediately Niners. for the Lions. And then didn't pick the Lions, which is disgusting. It's like if you're walking down the street and you see Selma Hayek. Even if you're with, you know, a gorgeous woman, it would, it's understood that you would you might stray for a minute. I wouldn't. Yeah, but it didn't work out for you. Right. Yeah, and they have ne- they have neither. No, I go I go back to my original liners. She doesn't want you back. Well, it's too bad. Here I am. Oh, because you're such a catch that she, uh, you know what, I am a how catch. could she keep keep you herself know, away from you? Unbeknownst to you, I actually am a catch. Right. I have a lot to offer. Dude, he is a, a media slut. It's unbelievable. RJ, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand for this. <laughs> what? Okay, that was a nice transition. What? Okay. I don't understand we, what's happening. Are we okay? Who's a media the, slut? That was a drop. That was a drop. Oh. I didn't say it. Well, you said it at one point. Yeah, I don't even know who I was talking about. You're an idiot, and you're the dumbest of the four of them. <laughs> Who was that for? Oh, my God. That was me. And then the guy's like, thank you so much, Joe Pandolfo, or whatever. Oh, that was an email. Yeah. Uh, are you going to at any point tell us what happened yesterday? You any seem point. extremely annoying. I hate you. Uh, yeah, but I want to get to a couple calls first. Then I'll tell you. Can, can you. can you wait like four minutes? <sighs> yeah. All right. Let's go to Mo in the car. Hi, Mo. You're on 98.7. What's up, guys? How are you? What's up, buddy? Not much. So I called you guys um, before last season, so about a year ago, uh, when the whole Saquon and Daniel Jones thing was going on um, and the whole debate of whether to re-sign them. And I, my position was, and it hasn't changed, is that it's a business. They haven't gotten results. The, you know, the statistics aren't there. Why would you pay, A, for Saquon, a running back, when the, you know, in a position which isn't prioritized? Um, and with Daniel Jones, he hasn't gotten the results. Um, it means statistically he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns two years ago and then we're going to commit to them and then we're going to be stuck and here we are a year later and we're having the same debate the bottom line is we're a team that's so far away from a Super Bowl to, to start spending reckless money on a running back when the guys you mentioned are going to be out there if you really want to otherwise draft one in the fourth round and then Daniel Jones to be honest I mean probably have to move on from him it just feels like the Giants are being run either by the owner who's running it like a fan or, you know, or just by people or by fans because business. I don't, Mo, I got to tell you, man, I don't feel like that at all. I actually feel like they're being run by adults, and, and I think this is a Joe Shane decision. He wanted to keep Barkley. He wanted to keep him the way he wanted, and they then they franchise tagged him. If this was, you know, we're, we're, we're doing placating the fans, I think they would assign him to, to an extended deal. 
No, they offered him. Listen, they they talked. They offered him a number that they felt comfortable with. He said no. So they got Daniel Jones done because they didn't want his franchise tag number to go directly onto their salary cap. And he did. I mean, yeah, he, even his numbers weren't flashy through 15 touchdowns. But still, I mean, they won a road playoff game. So they bring him back on. I mean, like it's a good it's a good deal for both sides. Daniel Jones gets paid, you know, forty million a year up front, and then two years you get to walk away from it if you want to walk away from it. I don't think it's spending reckless money. No, I don't think any anything is reckless about this. I mean, and they you tied up act- the they tied up the two foundational pieces that everyone felt good about. You get and you have outs with both if it doesn't play the way you'd like it to. No, but then I mean, let's and we always over overlook the fact that they tied up. Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas, who are two huge pieces to this team. Right. I, I, I Like I've said for forever, I'm going to give Joe Shane the benefit of the doubt until there's reason not to believe in what he's doing. And that might happen, but I'm not there yet. Uh, my bigger concern, in all honesty, with the Giants is more kind of like just what's happening with the whole dynamic between all the coaches. I agree with that. I think that's more of a concern. Listen, they're putting a better team together. I mean, Okereke was a fin- We don't even discuss that ever. Okereke was a sensational signing. Banks was a good draft pick. You have the sixth pick. You have the, what, 38th pick. You have the 47th pick. You have money to spend in free agency. The Giants should be a much better football team next season. They should. And I would also say that last caller, though. I mean, who's Saquon Barkley is by far your best offensive player. Right. Like it's not is. like it, it, but it, it's like it's not like you're flush with all this talent on the offensive side of the ball, and you're like, hey, yeah, just draft the running back in the fourth round. That's all we need. Well, which is stupid, too, because they took Eric Gray in like the fourth or fifth round, and I mean, he's whatever. Right? So you can't just say, oh, we'll take him on the fourth round, and he's going to be that guy. Now, could you have the argument that $12-plus million a year is a lot of money, and you could spread that out to a couple different players and make your team considerably better? I think you could have that conversation. Yeah, I think you could have that conversation. I, I agree with that. But it's, I mean, right now, I mean, as far as you know, him talking about them franchising him last season, uh, who else? I mean, you bring in Waller. That did really nothing. Wondell's coming off the injury. Sterling right. Shepard was kind of just here because he's and he know, he's been be a good anymore. giant. Sure. And even so, even looking at this coming season, what what do they have besides Saquon? What guy? I mean, Wondell Robinson is your is your best offensive player besides Saquon? I guess they'll bring Waller back, but he was he was very underwhelming in his one year here, especially with Daniel Jones. And then I mean, uh, Hyatt was really a non factor with Daniel Jones too when when Jones was healthy, right? So I think there's a lot of question marks, but I don't necessarily blame Joe Judge and, and Brian Dable for that. They were, in a, they were in a mess when they took over this team. Joe Shane, you had a, a little Joe Judge slip there. Oh, did I say Joe Judge? Yeah. Um, so you want to hear what happened yesterday? I think I kind of I kind of think and th- I know. This is really me bringing things full, fully on honest. Oh, you had to poop at the office, I think. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, <laughs> oh, no. Th- yeah. And, and not only that, but it, I had a really <laughs> weird interaction. Two, two of them, actually. So... I'm in the meeting. I felt like gurgling, <laughs> right? Now you're yeah, you're sleeping and you're you know this you know oh, Jim Harbaugh. Wait, I'm like hmm. you're gurgling, and then you know there's the shaking of the heads and some of the serious conversation, <laughs> and then I got up and I was like, all right, get to the car, get in the car, get home, and then you you want to you want to have home field advantage for that, right? Yes, but it was such a, a like a and I was like because hmm. the last thing you want to happen is a Don situation. Yeah, and especially in your new Mercedes, you don't want to do that. Uh, no, well, but in any car, really. I mean, you—that's it's the last thing you want to do, right? Is is let that go. So, it's like, all right, what am I going to do here? And I think to myself, I got to go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I ha- have to go into the bathroom and I have to go now. You say is that a big deal? I've I've never done it. At this, at this office, we've been here for what, like four or five years. That has never happened. Never once have I gone to the bathroom in that capacity at this place. So I go into the bathroom, and Mike Brancher's there. And he starts engaging me in conversation. I said, Mike, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of under a time constraint here. I, uh, this is what I need to do. He goes, I, I understand. I will do my business, and I'll get out of here quickly. So he does, and then he starts like engaging me in conversation. He's like, so what, you know, I really, I listen to your show every day and I even, I listen in the shower and I just, I'm a big fan of the show and I love the fact you guys are sports and then mess around. I'm like, "Mm -hmm. John, I just told you I I have to go. He's like, okay. And then he continues again, right? Mike Brancher continues again with his, 
Well, da, 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 da. Are, are you, we you already in the process of doing yet? what you needed to do? No. I'm, 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 but now the <laughs> gurgling is becoming like a pressing thing. And I said, Mike, you have to leave. So he leaves. I go into the stall. I go. Feel like a million bucks. I'm done. Great. But as I'm in there, somebody walks in like, oh, no. And I don't know why I feel like embarrassed or like. So I, I walk out of the stall. This guy refuses to make eye contact with me. I don't know who he is, but like I'm washing my hands. He's washing his hands. Nothing. He, not, not like a, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Nothing. Like, like a nod and eye contact. Nothing. As if I've, you know, just, just done something horrendous by going to the bathroom in there. Well, how bad did it smell? I mean, it, it never smells great in there. I don't think I. I don't think like me doing that made it any worse. Oh, maybe he just doesn't like making like. Maybe he's not like a socialize in the bathroom kind of guy. Right. But like, I'm not. Like, I'm not looking to like break bread. Just like a. Mm, how you doing? Although you have all sorts of room now at that point to to break as much I, bread I could, as you I need. could have right. But but the, the the moral of the story, and I was so disappointed in myself, is that meeting yesterday that kept us later than norm forced me to use the facility in a way that I don't like to. I've never used the facility one yeah, time. Yeah, I understand. You should have told me. At least you could have. I mean, I had wipes in the backpack and everything. Well, I didn't need wipes. I could have had you hooked up. I don't know. But I, is that something you want to now publicize? What, did I have wipes in my backpack? No. that I'm uh, Guys, guess what? I'm going into the bathroom. I'm going to take a poop. No, I don't think you would say it like that. But like, hey, like Rick, I remember you said you had wipes in your backpack. Could use a couple. You don't have to be shy with me. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I, I think I, I would say uh, advice wise too. like a brown shirt probably has no problem. You got to go in the stall. Just go in the stall. He'll still he'll still chop it up. Yeah, but I didn't want to. It wasn't about him. It was about me. Why? Because you like a little self-conscious. I want a little, I want a little privacy. All right. And you, you never know what noises you're going to make. Oh, it was one of those ones. I had to go. Oh. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.